that near right wing Zorro. Fire, why not? I want to. Let's see if that timeout comes back to haunt the Browns. It allowed Matthew Stafford to come back in. This is it. This is the game. Set. Last play of the game. Takes the staff. Rolls, throws, hands up. And welcome into Views from the Sideline. It is Tuesday, August 20th, 2019. That was Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford. We rewind it to 2009 when he was a rookie. His heroics against the Cleveland Browns leading him to victory with a dislocated shoulder. Welcome to the show, everybody. We are talking our top five favorite NFL teams since 2000 today. That's the theme of the show. We're going to touch on a few subjects beforehand. It's going on in the sporting world. But guys, are you ready to go, Malik? Joey, welcome. Listen, the Lions won two games that year. That was a great year for the Detroit Lions. I was at the game where they got their first win after the 0-16 season. The fans acted like they won the Super Bowl. It was great times. I mean, I still just, I get chills when I hear, like, Lions radio. I don't, they, they do such a good job, I Oh, he, I yeah. love it. So it, it's always, always a good feeling. I'm ready for the Lions season. I'm not gonna lie. You sure? Of course you are. I'm are ready. You? I'm hopeful. Are you? Oh my! Gosh. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> He's back. I can't wait to record. Okay, In rare he form. He just said, "I'm hopeful." Yeah. Well, I'm ready. I'm back. We're gonna use that when the Lions start the season 0-4. He's back. How long will you being back last? That is the question. Let's see, that's always the question. <laughs> Week three. Is he still back? <laughs> You're oh. back just like Texas is back in college football. You're back yeah. just we'll like the see. Pistons are back. Oh, yeah. Yikes. So uh, before we get into uh, our top five favorite NFL teams since 2000, uh, let's touch on a few things. The Marcus Cousins, this happened after the show last week. I think it was, I want to say it was like Friday or Thursday. Uh, Boogie tore his ACL in a workout after he signed a deal with the Los Angeles Lakers this summer. So he is out for the season. He is torn over the past four years. He's torn his Achilles. He's torn a quad, and he's torn his ACL. Actually, over three years. Is this the end of Demarcus Cousins? I think it's the end Probably. of the dominant Demarcus Cousins. And it was yeah. the dominant Demarcus Cousins ended when he tore his Achilles. Maybe, but we didn't really well, get he's, to see he's that. Sti- he still showed signs of being really, really good boogie last season. We would have known. Did he though? Did he show signs of that? He had his stretches, yes. But we would have known this year. That was the big thing is that this year was the test of is he back or not because you have that full summer to recover off the Achilles. And now he just right back where he started. And it's going to – I don't think it's going to get any better, that's for sure. I think he's going to be a role player for the rest of his career. Most likely. He will have a couple flashes because he is truly talented. But – we will no longer see the DeMarcus Cousins that was with Anthony Davis in New Orleans that just was an absolute monster. It's sad that injuries play such a vital role in what determines a great player because that truly has happened. I mean, we've seen it with how many players. Tracy McGrady, his career was detrimented by injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yao Ming. Yep. You see it a lot of big guys. Well, I mean, yes, big guys more often than not, but you any of these like stars. Grant, Grant Hill and... Stuff like that. Luckily, Grant Hill was able to he was sustain one of the himself as a good role player, but he was nowhere near what his original potential was. Yeah. And shout out to the Pistons for recognizing that and getting Ben Wallace out of the deal. But um So yeah, Malik, what do you do you think this is the end of Boogie? Well, dominant Boogie. Unless we've seen really crazy comebacks before. It's possible that he can come back and still be boogie, but what are the chances? They're not very high. It sucks even more because it was a non-contact injury and just a random pickup game. Like from the video we saw, we saw, it wasn't some extremely highly competitive game. It just looked like a fun game. It going, was a leisurely exactly. Step he was trying. He to. just went up for a layup, came down, and then that was it. And when when injuries just start happening like that, like at the snap of a finger. It's things. Are, it's just been getting worse every year, and yeah, it it sucks that there are a lot of superstars that have had their careers cut early for from stuff like this. Like you said, Grant Hill. We never got to see what Penny Hardaway should have been, and this could this could be another 
one to add to the list. Although we saw DeMarcus Cousins' most dominant times, pretty much. I don't, I don't think he was going to rise to a whole other historic level. We don't know that, though. True. Kind and of we true. never will know. And it's it was, again, just before he got a paycheck. Very similar to how Isaiah Thomas was. Yeah, very true. Uh, well, be... at least Isaiah Thomas, I think, actually, he came up from the ground. Like, he didn't have this potential that was just oozing out of him. He created his success. Right. Um, I think that's a different situation. But, but, yeah. but you saw him kind of, like, at his peak, and then it was over after a year. Whereas, yeah. like, DeMarcus Cousins... Yeah, he'd been consistent. He'd been really good for a while. But when he was on the Pelicans, I felt like he just he showed even a different side of himself that he could play with another superstar. And then he got hurt. Where do the Lakers go from here? Well, they just signed Jared Dudley. Well, he's Jared's been signed for a while. Hasn't he? No, they they just picked they him just up. They just officially announced yeah. it? No, I think they just officially announced it. Well, yeah, in the past, there's been an uproar because they signed Jared Dudley and Carmelo still hasn't been signed. So fans are extremely angry about that. Yeah. And yeah, they're going the Dwight Howard and Joe Kim Noah route. They're yeah, not going to sign Joe. Their uh, reports came out today that they're going to be involved in individual workouts with Joe Kim Noah and Dwight Howard in most spates. Uh, they want to most. get injury. Yeah, they want to get injury information on Marching Gortat as well. I believe he's playing overseas right now for FIBA World Cup qualifications. Uh, my guess is I think they're going to end up going with Joe Kim Noah because Dwight Howard's too simple of a pick. And that's just how the Lakers function. But if you're in the if you're in the Lakers front office, who do you select? Dwight Howard. I think it's easy. I'm, you take Dwight. I'm always an advocate of Dwight Howard. I think we've known that. We've established that over the years. Um I always think he still has it in him. Yeah, his his mental state is always in a weird spot. So you never know what you're gonna get entirely. But And the injuries too. Yeah, the, been, the injuries have, have started to act. Other, yeah. yeah, you're right. Um but he just has the most talent and I, I think he still has it. Last year when he went to Washington, I was excited for that team mm-hmm. because I thought that was something that they really kind of needed in the style of way. I thought him and John Wall, John Wall would have messed really well together, but right. injuries happen. And it it kind of sucked for him too because it seemed like the season before when he was in Atlanta, or was it was it Charlotte? It was Charlotte. He, was Charlotte. It was Charlotte, he had a actually. good season. He had his best season maybe since his first year in Houston even. He had a really good season. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it's been up and down for him. Hopefully, the Lakers pick him up. It would be really good for him to be on that team with LeBron and those young guys. It's crazy to think Dwight's been in the league for as long as he has. Two thousand five or four. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah I think it was four. Two thousand four. Yeah. Um, Emeka Okafor, I believe, it was two thousand five. Uh, hopefully, Dwight gets that second chance. It'd be cool for him to win a title with the Lakers, uh, especially the second round. I don't. I think it'd be really cool. Um. Malik touched on this a little bit about fans being outraged that Jared Dudley got signed opposed to Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I posed this to Malik before the show. I'm going to pose it to Joey first and then let Malik respond. Joey, why do you think Carmelo Anthony has been blackballed by the league? I don't know. I, I Come on, give me something, dude. It's hard to come up with something. It, I, I, I Ultimately, I would say that it's got to be the play style. That it doesn't fit necessarily in this day I see, and but NBA. I, I can't agree with that because he, I don't, I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying that's got to be the only reason that I can really think of. Because I don't like as many people keep talking about how he's a distraction. I don't really think he's a distraction. He's, he's never been a distraction. I think he's somewhat misunderstood. And I yeah, think it's gotten to the point that it's a distraction now. I don't even. Well, if you signed him now, I think if you signed him now, all of a sudden there'd be this big buzz about it yeah but i feel like it'd be almost good buzz like i think people want to see him play i don't know why the pistons don't take a flyer i really don't i've been saying it since last Rose, last winter griffin well they took beasley instead so we know that's what i don't stand. understand why michael like you know, i know michael beasley is solid he's suspended for five games there's more potential with carmelo anthony it, it is but... and you're gonna sell tickets yeah if you if gorse was smart yeah, yeah, I I agree that 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 might be one of the only things a lot of organizations think. And also, in his last two or three seasons in the NBA, he didn't look that great. That's also another thing that he but, w- he was brought into teams expected to be 
a, a third, not even a first or second piece. He was brought into two different teams, OKC, Houston. It was expected to be the third piece, but an important third piece. You score when you need to. We need you to get hot at times and just be Carmelo. And in those situations, it completely fell flat. He he never got he never fit with those teams. He could never become a catch and shoot guy. And they since they had wanted two guys that were ahead of him, it wasn't always a give it to Melo and let him figure it out because you're not the you're not the main person on the team anymore. So figuring out fits with teams has always has also been a thing with him. So I'm gonna yeah, disagree it's, it's a little. Really I'm gonna disagree a little bit. I don't think that the Thunder wasn't a great fit. But with the Rockets, if you look at his stat lines for like the last four games that he played with the Rockets, he had like 18, 22. He had a 28-point game, I think, in there. And then like another That's a small sample 18 size, or something. Yeah. He, he I know, had, but he also had some really good but get, with regular the, season games with OKC. But with that, just in that sample size, what's the reasoning for letting him go at that point? Well, besides you know? those four games. I think it wasn't it like an issue with him and D'Antoni. I, th- I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, at that time, Melo still wasn't on the camp of – he still wasn't – I want to come off the bench. He was He was still – let me start. I'm a superstar, Melo. He has the Allen yeah. Iverson syndrome. He did. That's the one but thing now, I do remember. Now he's changed, which is – it's even more that teams won't take him. Now that he he has the mentality of I'm willing to play for a team and do, do whatever role that's needed. I want him to get signed for a team like the Spurs. I think that would be amazing to see Popovich getting Carmelo at his age and them putting their minds together. It'll, it'll be really cool to see. Just thought I'd get some thoughts on that before we move on. I just think it's a really interesting. I mean, you know about the Colin Kaepernick situation, but also I know it's two totally different things, but it's just funny. There, There is a similarity of these players for different reasons have been blackballed out of their league when they have the talent to be playing. It's just, I like to get people's opinion on that. So let's move on to our theme of the show. Top five favorite NFL teams since 2000. Uh, I'll go first, go to Malik, then we'll go to Joe, and we'll continue in that way. Uh, we're going to start with honorable mention. We're going to start with honorable mention, whatever, how many you have. I'm going to start it off here. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. The 2011 Detroit Lions lost in the playoffs against New Orleans Saints. That was the Lions. Um, going back to the playoffs for the first time since 1999. They have a special place in my heart. And then number six, 2010 New Orleans Saints, the Super Bowl champions uh, post-Hurricane Katrina devastation. It was a really special moment to see Drew Brees put together a spectacular season and win a Super Bowl. It felt like that Super Bowl meant more than a lot of other ones. So those are my two. Malik. My honorable mention first is the 2011 New Orleans Saints because I loved watching them play every time. They played, it seemed like they played on Monday Night Football like six times. They probably didn't, but it seemed like they were playing primetime games all the time. Drew Brees broke the NFL record for passing yards that year and I, until Peyton Manning broke it again. But Drew Brees putting up almost 5,500 yards that season was insane, almost 50 touchdowns. Darren Sproles had an explosive year as one, as a uh, part of the stable of running backs with him, Mark Ingram, Pierre Thomas. Still had Marcus Colston, veteran guy. Still had Devery Henderson. Just an extremely explosive team. They ended up going 13-3 and but didn't get back to the Super Bowl. It's a, a really good team that, was, that put up a lot of points and were really fun to watch. And then the 2000 – there was the 2008 Dolphins, right? Mm-hmm. With the Wildcat offense, yeah. That team, because for for one season they just turned the NFL upside down mm-hmm. and won and won the division when people didn't expect them to. So yeah, it was a magical season for that team. My two are the 2013 Seahawks, the Super Bowl champions, Legion of Boom, when it all kind of started. They just had this aura around them that was really fun to watch. Obviously, you get the the twelfth man in Seattle. They always call it and. Russell Wilson just became a superstar that year. Their defense was incredible. You got Marshawn Lynch and all those guys, and like it was just a fun team to watch. Um, another one that I have is the I think it's oh seven oh eight Cardinals. 
They lost in the Super Bowl to the Steelers. Um, but it was cool because Kurt Warner had kind of bounced around the league after winning a Super Bowl way back when. And if you look at, like, they had Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, and Steve Breston. Like, that trio of wide receivers was so good for them. Um, and then they also have Edron James, who was one of the top running backs at the time. And their offense was just fun to watch. So in that Super Bowl, it was like offense versus defense of the Steelers. And I just thought that team was pretty cool. All right, let's get down to the nitty gritty. Number five on my list, the 2010 Philadelphia Eagles. Hmm. Who's the quarterback for that team? Michael, Michael Vick. Oh, uh, was that his comeback year? That was okay. his comeback that's year. That's a really good pick. And wow. that's why that is my number five. Loved watching those guys play. I told you guys when he was my favorite NFL player since 2000. Uh that season, that was when Donovan McNabb got traded to the Redskins. Brian Westbrook was gone. That was the, kind of the new era of the Philadelphia Eagles. Vic had a fantastic season. They lost in the wild card, I believe, to the Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, had coached by Andy Reid. At the time, liked Andy Reid as a head coach, maybe for reasons that weren't football-based, but it was just entertaining to watch. Um, other players, Sean Jackson, your guy, Joey. Prime Sean Jackson. Prime yeah. Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Asante Samuels, David Akers. I mean, I know David Akers is a classic kicker, mm-hmm. but uh, also had LaShawn McCoy, Jeremy Macklin. Spoiler alert: that that team's on my list. <laughs> we'll get to it. Oh, so you picked the same team? Yeah, oh, on, they're on my list. So, but they were so fun to watch. Um, mostly because Michael Vick was absolutely incredible that season, and it was great to see him back on the back on the field. Yep. Malik, you're number five. My number five. You ready for this one, Chris? Are you ready? <laughs> Please don't say the Jets. The 2000. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, what? All right, I guess. Uh, Just go. He doesn't have <laughs> no. anything queued up. Dang it, I didn't know Malik. My number five team, the 2010 New York Jets. What the? Mark Sanchez. Stop. Sean it. Green. Braylon Edwards at receiver. Stop. Vicious defense. Sean Green. You know what's even better about this team? They're not really my number five. I'm just kidding. Wait, what? Yes. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> They're not really my number five. They were a really good. They were a good team. Uh, that's that was perfect. Number five. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> my number five are the. You scared me. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's really in shock. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. What's up? This is what I. What? You sure you don't want I wish to... you could play it in reverse because I, I took it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I I had to do it. I had to do Ooh, it. Jeez. My actual number five. Give me a heart attack. I, what? Are the 2011 Detroit Lions. So this what? So the Jets <laughs> were your number five until no, they, I told you pre-show no, no, about the 2011 no, Detroit Lions. No, it was just a setup that I had <laughs> planned. I don't want to talk to, to you, get you excited. I want to mute the your The 2011 mic Detroit Lions <laughs> went 10 and 6. Matt Stafford threw for 5,000 yards and 41 touchdowns. He finally put his name on the map for top 10 quarterbacks in the league at the time, really. Because everybody knew he had the talent, but he hadn't put it all together yet. And he just exploded this season, and the offense took off to another level. Head head coach Jim Schwartz deserves a lot of credit for what he did turning that franchise around from 0-16 and just improving each year to getting a wild card. Well, wild card spot this season. You had Megatron and Nate Burleson as the receivers. I loved that one-two punch. Uh, you had Joyk Bell starting at running back because Javid Best was got hurt that season, unfortunately. That was when the Javid Best thing kind of started to run out because of his concussions. But, yeah, yeah, Joyk Bell at running back. Cliff Avril had 11 sacks that season. Chris Houston had five picks. I thought he was going to be a really good DB for years to come, but he was good for a few years. First Lions playoff team since the nineties. The the year nine. Yeah. Since when they clinched the playoffs against the Chargers that season, I was watching it live the entire time and I couldn't believe what I was watching. I I almost jumped outside of my body when when they got that pick six in the fourth quarter to clinch it. And I I almost felt like I was dreaming because I I never thought I'd see the Lions make the playoffs. So twenty eleven Lions, special place in my heart. Really good team. 
pretty good, not really good, a pretty good Malik, team. Malik, I don't want to talk to you the rest playoffs, of the show. That was awesome. Joe. What you got, Joe? I'm, I'm so glad, though, that the Jets were not your number five. Because I was about, as soon as you said Sean Green, I was like, wait a minute. There's no way. <laughs> you want me to add him to my honorable mention? Because I do like that team. I like that team. All right. Sean Green was good for like two years. I'll talk to you for the rest of this show. Okay. Okay, my number five. This was a surprise to me when I started thinking about it. Um, but just for that one moment, it's Tebow time, baby. I that's a good this. pick. Yeah, that's a good it. pick. 20, I like that. Yeah. 2011 Broncos. There's that just something, something special about him. Yeah. Uh, it made no sense. Yeah. Watching <laughs> no, you, I can tell you there's something special about him. His name was Tim Tebow. Watching Tim Tebow in the playoffs was something exciting. And then I started looking at the names on the team. You had Von Miller at that time, Julius Thomas, who fell off the face of the earth. Um, Willis McGahee was actually on that team. Um, Eddie Royal. Elvis Doomerville. Eddie Bill. Royal. Oh, my God. <laughs> Eddie Royal was one of the best slot receivers at he the time he was back then for a little while. Um, Elvis Doomerville on defense. Brian Dawkins. Their defense was ferocious. Yeah, they were stacked. And then uh, he was injured, but one of my guys, Sean Moreno, was also on that team. Chris knows Why are you such that. a Noshan Moreno? <laughs> I don't know, man. Because he came to play for the Dolphins, and he I did good, a, and then I, he got hurt. Yeah. And then I, Lamar Miller took, out, yeah. took over, and me and Chris like went back and forth on it. It was awful. But yeah, this team was just fun. Their defense was insane. And Demarius Thomas, too. And like all these guys just coming out of nowhere and it all just worked. And they were super fun to watch. Number four on my list the 2013 Seattle Seahawks, the origination of the Legion of Boom, led by Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor. That team was filled with entertaining not only football players, but people as well. Uh, Marshawn Lynch was on that team. Yeah, beast mode. Ru- I mean, Russell Wilson as well, led by head coach Pete Carroll. They went 13-3. and They won the Super Bowl. Such a fun team to watch. If you didn't like them, you still had fun. You still watched them. You must have been they, a 49ers fan if you didn't like watching them. <laughs> I agree with that, but they had that edge about them too. Um, yeah, that team is something special. I think that's they're going to be talked about for a long, long time. It's one of those special teams that come around just maybe once every decade or so. Uh, Malik, what about you for your number four? I think I'm going to get back in your good graces on this one. My number four is the 2013 Seattle Seahawks. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> still not there yet. He's no. still kind of sore from the Jets. A little salty. <laughs> like you said, they went 13-3. and three. I think besides the 2000s Ravens defense, this is, in the 2000s, this is the second best defense yeah. in the past 20 years. The Legion of Boom, you got 6'4", 220-pound Cam Chancellor at safety, just knocking people's souls out of their body. Richard Sherman, who was an underdog coming into the NFL, he was a receiver coming out of Stanford. Become transitions into corner and becomes a shutdown. A lot of people criticize him because he didn't play both sides of the field, but even playing, if you play one side of the field as a starting corner and you dominate, right. you're still dominating as a corner in the NFL, and he was impressive. Young Earl Thomas just taking out his part of the field and knocking people out. Young Bobby Wagner, I mean, uh, I think his name is uh, not Bobby Bruce. Well, he was a defensive end for the Seahawks. I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but that whole defense was just ferocious. They didn't make many mistakes. They were always on point and made plays when they had to. Just one of the best defenses in NFL history. Then you have young Russell Wilson, who passed for over 3,500 yards and rushed for almost 800 yards. You have Marshawn Lynch, who besides Adrian Peterson was probably the second best running back in the league at that time. He, 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 there had to be like two or three people to tackle him when he was going. And then I think one of the most underrated receiving cores of the 2000s, when you look back at it now, Doug Baldwin, who became, who became even better a few seasons later, Percy Harvin, who made him a bit of a comeback that year after all the concussions, he was pretty good that year, and Jermaine Curse, who was the perfect second guy to Doug Baldwin. They played really well for Russell Wilson that year. Luke Wilson at tight end was productive for him too. That whole team just came together and 
they just dominated and completely destroyed the Broncos in the Super Bowl. I knew a lot of people going into that Super Bowl that they swore up and down. They wanted to bet me so much money that the Broncos were going to beat the Seahawks and Peyton Manning was going to throw it all over the field. That got shut up really quickly as soon as the game started. Who was their starting tight end? Uh, Luke Wilson. Are you sure? It yeah. wasn't uh, what's-his-face? Who? Who? The guy that disappeared. Who? What are you talking about? One of the best tight ends. Who is that? I can never think of his name anymore because the guy that he's irrelevant. He was the best tight end in the league for... Gates? No. And he went to the Saints. The best tight end in the league? Who, Jimmy Graham? Yeah, Jimmy Graham. Oh, no. no, J- no Jimmy no. didn't come until like 2015, okay. 16. Yeah. Okay. I just couldn't remember it, so. Yeah. <laughs> but I always... Jimmy Graham? It's... It's sad that like yeah the the hype machine for when Jimmy went to Seattle was crazy yeah yeah what you got Joe my number four I love, I love that transition we gotta save that what you got Joe we need to add that to the uh, the array what you got Joe 2012 2013 Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl champs. I'm sorry. What year did you say I was laughing? 12, 13. <laughs> 12 to, oh, wait, yeah. wait, wait. The Joe Flacco led Joe Ravens. Flacco what MVP. The? You're talking about the year where Ray Lewis literally, I think that's the only time in NFL history one player has literally willed a team to a championship. Thank you. Ray Lewis talked the Ravens <laughs> to a Super Bowl. That is insane. I don't agree with this, Joey. I need more elaborations. You don't have to. I need <laughs> more elaborations, this, Malik. This is I don't understand it. I don't. That's a really good team. What? Man. Okay. I got Joe Flacco. I got a that's young a hard, okay, who, that's, who that's had a, a who had a historic playoff run. He didn't throw a single pick in the playoffs, and he threw like nine touchdown passes. Joe Flacco you, was Malik. insane in the playoffs. People, he's old. He's just kind of average now. But it, that year, he's less than average play, now. He that was playoff on run, a mission. He wasn't. He was ridiculous through that whole run. You got to admit it. You got to admit it. They had a young Ray Rice. They had Torrey Smith, Anquan Bolden. They had Ray Rice. And it's now a negative. Not then it wasn't. <laughs> and was it? It's not Jacoby Ford. What was his name? The kick returner. Jacoby Jones. Jacoby Jones. Yeah. No, that's a baseball. No, it was, it was Jacoby Ford. Okay. I <laughs> it was a baseball. Jacoby I, I almost agreed baseball. with him. It was Jacoby Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Tyrod Taylor was also their backup quarterback. Oh my! That's the only reason it's on his list. <laughs> he didn't do a whole lot. Um, <laughs> if no, Tyrod they, Taylor was not on that team, he went to pick them. Are you kidding me? They're he's the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, he's a Ravens guy. So. He, they had Jimmy Smith as a corner, Terrell Suggs, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. Suggs. Those are three Hall of Famers right there. <laughs> Their defense was stacked. Trace Hall of Famers. <laughs> Their offense was pretty good. Pretty good. I don't know. Doesn't need to be he's great. So, he's so what? Upset. Keep it going. Keep telling us why Joe they were so Flacco, good. Joe Flacco, man. He just <laughs> made the run. Nobody expected right, it. He too made much the run. Joe Flacco. His name talking. is Joe. Oh, it's all making sense now. He's a raven. It was just fun to watch. They were like the underdog the whole time. It's too much Flacco talk for one When show. Joe Flacco retires, I need to hear your passionate argument of why he's a Hall of Famer. I Joe Flacco. I don't think I can make that argument, I'll be honest. He's a raven. But <laughs> and his name is Joe. <laughs> but he's a Super Bowl MVP, so that's all that matters. He was good, man. Um, <laughs> do you want to add anything to the... 2013 Baltimore Ravens, Malik. Listen, when those lights went down in the Super Bo- in the Superdome in New Orleans, I think there was no doubt the Ravens were going to win. Mm-hmm. After that nonsense happened, and I can't believe people thought it was a conspiracy with the Illuminati <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> so so. I think insane. that was like at the height of the Illuminati. Thing it, exactly. Was it was Jay Z, Beyonce, Illum- I was like, okay, mm-hmm. all right. But yeah, that was, this was a really good team. Ray Lewis's last ride. All right. Went out right. a champ. All right. Who's no. your next team? Guys? Yeah, what was my your number next team? three. Please don't say Here the Jets. We go. 2016. Oh my god. Detroit Lions. Okay. Uh, they went nine and seven. They're one and only playoff berth under Jim Caldwell. Uh, that was their only playoff brother. Yeah, I believe so. I swear I remember him doing some. He was the coach of the 11, 11 and five team. Was he? Yeah. Schwartz left like a year after the playoff run. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Never mind. Never mind. Take it back. I clearly didn't like <laughs> ne- know this team as well. But they got pummeled by the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs. It was good to see. I mean, any Lions team that makes the playoffs is going to make my list, honestly, that, that I've m- seen. That might have been the most exciting Lions team we've seen in the past 10 years. 
Uh, Matthew Stafford's fourth quarter comebacks every other week. That was the fourth week. quarter season, yeah. yeah. yeah, that, yeah, yeah him yeah. him just coming back and winning games, Anquan Bolton catching all those game-winning passes. Joy Bell a, had a big year that, that was, year, that too. That was a really fun season. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they got to the playoffs, Ziggy. I knew they were going to lose, but during the regular season, it was fun. I mean, they had Anquan Bolden. They had Marvin Jones? No, nah, it, was, it was still Calvin. Yeah, it was still Calvin. And 16, I, can't remember right? who, who, I can't remember who Calvin's two was. Because Anquan was like in the Are slot. Are you sure? Like a slot. Are you yeah. sure Kelvin was on this team? I don't think he was. I don't think he was. I'm pretty sure he was. All right, we're going to Google. I, I don't remember the Lions making a playoff appearance without Calvin. Exa- exactly. <laughs> he, he had to be on the team. Yeah. That might have been his last season. Who was his number two? Was it Tate? Go- yes, it was yeah, Golden Tate. It yeah, had to be. It was Golden Tate. It was Calvin, Golden Tate, and Anquan, I'm pretty sure. Cause, yeah. Because yeah. Golden Tate was here for a while. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Detroit Lions, they were in fourth quarter season, super electric, fun to watch, made the playoffs, they make my list. Malik, you're number three. That was also the last time Matt Stafford probably had a really good season, too. He was he, he had was no help that, that year, season. too. He was on fire. My number three are the 2012 Washington Redskins. Wait, what? Wow. The RG3 year. Oh, I like that. That's a good yeah. pick. As a rookie quarterback coming out of Baylor, it's been said a hundred times now, but his head coach didn't even want to draft him. It was organizational pressure that made the Redskins take him at, was it, I can't remember if it was two or three, but he was a top three pick, and the organization pushed their head coach to get him in there. I I think Mike Shanahan was the coach. Yeah, Mike didn't want it. RG3 came in because Mike Shanahan is a really good coach. He adjusted the offense for him. RG3 went ahead and passed for over 3,000 yards and 20 touchdowns to over five picks. Threw for eight, I mean, ran for 18, 815 yards. He was just, he was absolutely electric. His deep ball accuracy, his, his ability to make plays running out of the pocket and his straight line speed once he got past the middle of the defense. Alfred Morris's one hit wonder year <laughs> that people will forget. <laughs> For the rest of time, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris rushed for. That's, I forgot that dude was in the NFL. He rushed point. for over sixteen hundred yards and thirteen mm-hmm. touchdowns in that one season. Whoever had him in fantasy and that year, yeah, just it. watching them play. I remember the Thanksgiving game when they played the Cowboys, and RG three was just ripping them up. And at that point, people started to finally realize like this kid is legit. And just for some reason, a one-two punch of a rookie RG three and Alfred Alfred Morris. Just lit up the entire NFL for a whole season. They go ten and six. Just get Redskins fans excited for the first time in years, and then we know how it ends from there. Do RG- you even remember who RG three was throwing to? Man, he had Pierre Garcon as his first option. Okay, that's his number one. Outside Jordan that, Reed. Jordan Reed was still healthy though at that point, right? I don't remember him being like his. I, honestly, I can't even remember. Okay. But I remember Pierre Garcon. He had a little like five eight receiver. I can't remember what his name was, mm-hmm. but he they had a unique offense because there were no quarterbacks like RG three in the league at that time. They pretty much ran a pistol offense, mm-hmm. which yeah, it was a college thing. I think Colin Kaepernick did it a little bit his best year in San Francisco, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, it it was it was just electric to watch. It was the one. The most exciting Redskins year of the past since the year 2000, mm-hmm. the 20 years of this century so far, he put the Redskins back on the map and made Washington something. It made people want to watch Redskins football, which doesn't happen anymore. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that year, it was a crazy thing to see. But now they have the quarterback out of Ohio State, so they're good. Maybe they're good. We'll, we'll have see. to see. Yeah, we'll have <laughs> that was to see. a joke. <laughs> good joke. But, um, <laughs> but it, Joey, what's up there? What you got, Joe? What you got, Joe? <laughs> Number three. I clearly haven't had enough sleep. I'm loopy. Joey, what do you have for your number three? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm going with the 2013-14 Lions. Um, That's your number three? Yep. That is surprising. That's very surprising. Bro, especially for you. I know. That means the 0-16 team it's is be- still up there. It's because I was so disappointed. Um. But that's the yeah. most success you've seen as a Lions fan. Yeah, I know. It's one of the most heartbreaking losses I've ever seen. But and, the, yeah. and that was the best team as a Lions yeah. fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I think it's more than just argument. That's the best Lions team 
in like the past 50 years. You that, think better than Sanders? As a team? Yeah, yeah the team. team. That team was Barry. The team was good. Barry and a few pro bowlers outside of Barry. Yeah. This, that, this that, team was that, This good. team was a fantastic football team. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this in this season, Golden Tate led uh, the Lions in receiving with like 1,100 yards. Calvin still had 1,000. So you have two receivers over 1,000 yards. Uh, yeah, Joyke Bell had a solid season. I don't think he made it to 1,000 yards, though. Reggie. Um, but there was, there was Reggie. Um, for a little bit, the defense was stacked. You had Sue, Nick Fairley, solid O line. Stephen Tolick, my boy. Stephen Tolick is like a veteran linebacker, and they just had they just had so many weapons on defense. They had veteran Rasheen Mathis at the time, um, so they just had there was like no holes. I think in this in that team, and to go play Dallas in the wild card, and to be up. 20 to 14 going came, into the fourth quarter. They came out and smacked them in the mouth in the beginning. It was surprising. Mm-hmm. They were ready to play. Yeah, I think they scored 14 in the first quarter. But and then that line's luck. <laughs> Cowboys came back. Dan Bailey, I think, hit a 51-yard field goal. And then Tony Romo threw a touchdown with a couple minutes left in the game. And There's also the, the controversial flag. There was a very, very controversial <laughs> We're not even going to talk Joey, about it. Joey, how controversial was it? Uh, Lions should have won. <laughs> exactly. won that game. Yeah. <laughs> like, in all seriousness. Um, so it's disappointing. But yes, this was the best Lions team that we've gotten to see. And unfortunately, I just couldn't put it any higher. Because the other two teams are just exciting. And that's why they're my favorite. Okay. All but right. this is number three. I'll withhold judgment until I hear your next two. Fair enough. Moving on to my number two team. Oh, no. The, just the smile on his face. You know it's the Geno Smith Jets. Please say, the, please say one of the Mark Sanchez teams. No, it's the, the Geno Smith Jets. The 2010 Mark Sanchez-led oh, Jets. Because yes. you know what? I'll take it. I'm a, I'm a Jets fan, so I can't. Don't get me wrong. The Geno Smith team, it got me into my fanhood. But I respect the history of the team as well. The Jet, Mark Sanchez-led team was something special. I mean, Rex Ryan's your head coach. Prime. Oh, I was going to say. Okay. Let me digress. We know who Rex Ryan is as a person. Yes. So it was, real, <laughs> it, it was an interesting time if you were a fan of the New York Jets. Um, Braylon Edwards was on that team. Braylon Edwards was one of my favorite receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Joey, wasn't Braylon Edwards one of yours as well? He I, was a quality receiver for a long time, and then he I just faded remember. away. He was either like at the end of my list or an honorable mention. He was my one of my favorite college players. Santonio Holmes was on the roster. He was uh, good too. Was, yeah. Did he play that year? Or was that the year? Or was it the year after he got shot, or he shot himself in the foot? You talk about Plexico Burris. <laughs> oh my God! I'm thinking of Plexico Burris, and he played for the Giants. Oh my gosh! You're anyway. a local football historian, Chris. <laughs> oh here, Chris Pappas. He has I've, all the facts. I have all the facts. <laughs> it's all good. That's that's the New York Giants, Chris. That's I said the, that yeah, right yeah, after yeah, I yeah. said it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Antonio was good for that team. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Nick Folk, kicker. Remember him? <laughs> Bring up Sean Green more. I think Santonio <laughs> Holmes. I Joe think was McKnight. the number one receiver on them for them. Well, Daniel Tomlinson played for that. team I will yeah. give you the Joe McKnight. I liked that guy. He was versatile. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's not just because his name is Joe, but it's also because his last name is McKnight, which is kind of a cool last name. <laughs> But you gotta get. I gotta give the Jets some love, so they're my number two. Uh, Malik, what do you have? My number two is Joey's number three. Ew! Come on, guys, we can't be copying each other. My number two is the 2013 Detroit Lions. (laughs) You mean the 2014? Go on, 2013-14 season. You know what I'm saying, man? I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm? I know what you're talking about. Thank you, Joe. Now, break it down for us. He already broke down a lot of it. I'm just gonna. Matthew Stafford had a really good year. Glover Quinn was one of my favorite players on that team. He was a really good safety. Golden Tate, Calvin, great one-two punch at the receivers. Reggie Bush. Did you bring up DeAndre Levy? Well, he I did. did, yeah. I, he was my favorite defensive player at that yeah. time. He was so productive. So was Steven Tulloch. Reggie had one of his best years as a pro. Uh, yeah, like we said, they, they had a really good young defense. It was a mix of veteran and... Young guys, that was really good. 
And yeah, I don't want to dive deep too deep into it because yeah, we the the sadness that goes along with that team because mm-hmm. of how good they really were. And those damn cowboys, man. Yeah. Can't stand the Not the cow it wasn't the cowboys. Yeah, it was. Wasn't the cowboys. Yeah, it was. It was the Lions that the was the striped say. shirts. <laughs> the refs. The striped shirts. <laughs> Little combination. Yeah. Anyway. Really, 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 really good team, man. Yep. That might be the best team we see. You sound so defeated, Lions. Because I was, yeah. and I am. Especially when they started showing replays of the play. That was the year that, that was that was it. That was it. That was the year they won a playoff game. Because they weren't going farther than that. That was it, man. Listen, I don't. Yeah, I don't know who they would have played in the next round. I'm pretty sure, I think that was the year. This was, I think this was the insane year in the NFC playoffs where the Cowboys beat them. The Cowboys went to Green Bay and the Des Bryant controversial catch thing mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, you might Green, be right. Yeah, and then Green Bay went to Seattle. Yeah, and then Seattle came back and won that crazy game. Yeah, and then Seattle blows out the breath. I'm pretty sure that was that year where all of that happened. You might be right. Makes it even worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joey, your number two. Oh, my number two is what Chris was talking about earlier. Michael Vick, 2010, 11 uh, Eagles. Okay, I give you that one. Deshaun Jackson being one of my favorite players in the NFL, um, paired up with Jeremy Macklin, was such a dynamic duo for wide receivers, and they could do so much because they were both fast, and Jeremy Macklin was a little bit bigger. Deshaun Jackson could just run all day on people, and they had LaShawn McCoy, and their offense was really fun to watch because you have Michael Vick, so that already adds an element, but he was more in the pocket than he had been known for um, beforehand when he was with the Falcons. But then you had Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin being able to throw reverses and double reverses in a couple games. And kind of like Chris talked about, their Michael Vick's coming out party was incredible because it was on Monday Night Football against the Redskins who had, had Donovan McNabb, who had previously been the Eagles quarterback, and Michael Vick... I even watched an interview because I was curious, but Michael Vick said that if anybody remembers who Kevin Cobb was, quarterback for the Eagles back then, he got hurt. And so Michael Vick didn't feel like he was ready to fill in the role. And then he came out on this Monday night and his the first play of the game, play action, 88-yard touchdown to Deshaun Jackson. He threw it like 70 yards on a Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, which is why I love that team even more is because the combination with Michael Vick's throw power and Deshaun Jackson's speed was just deadly at any time. And just talking about that game in particular, Vic ended up with six touchdowns. He had four passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns in the game. I'm pretty sure that ball is in the Hall of Fame from that game. Yeah. And they just were so much fun to watch, and they were electric on offense. Their defense was pretty good, but it was their offense that was so exciting and electric that that's why I like this team so much. You get a pass from me there. Number one, sir. My number one was Malik's number two and Joey's number three. Oh, why are we copying? You don't copy. What are we doing, guys? Joey, I'm allowed to do that. Elaborate on this team, Chris. I I mean, is there any? (laughs) Wait, wait. Is there any more to elaborate? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Joey has dissected this. Give me your thesis. Joey has dissected this team. Malik has now dissected this team. There is no more dissecting of this team. You, we haven't brought up the kicker yet. Jason Hansen. I think Matt Prater was no, the was kicker Matt at Prater. the time. It was Matt Prater. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I did that to you on purpose. I'm sorry. That was rude. <laughs> go, go on, Chris. I believe the kicker turner was Jeremy Ross, who was pretty, pretty solid. Go ahead, Malik. This. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why is this one of your favorite teams? Why is this your number one? Yeah, just give us. Some we've reason. already we've already d- done this. But tell us why it's your number yeah, one. Because it's the best Lions team. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Short and sweet. Okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> My number one is the 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers, the Super Bowl winners oh, that beat the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Ugh. Ben Roethlisberger, quarterbacks, Antonio Holmes. Uh, not Plaxico Burris. <laughs> not Plaxico Burris. I think Heinz Ward and 
Antoine Randall were both gone. I can't remember who else was in that receiving core. But Heath Miller tied in. Troy Palomalu, James Harrison, Ryan Clark. Uh, just a team full of pro bowlers, a great team. I was growing into my NFL, my love of <clears throat> the NFL at the time because I, I've always loved college football more. So I, I was a Lions fan, but I never like paid great attention to the NFL. I became a Steelers fan as I found out my family had always been Steelers fans. And that year watching the Steelers play almost every other week, I mean, almost every week was something special to see because of the, the hall of famers that are on that, that are going to be on that team. The pro bowlers, the great defense, how explosive they were on offense at times. It just all came together. And then they played in one of the most legendary super bowls ever, which came down to that very last great drive by Ben Roethlisberger and that great catch by San Antonio Holmes. Uh, I, it's the only team I've rooted for in football that's won a championship. <laughs> the only one. So it it holds a really special place in my heart. I watched the game with my uncle, who was one of the biggest reasons why I'm a Steelers fan and a Michigan football fan. So it was just a really special night, special team, my number one. Do you remember who the running back was for them? I think it might have been Willie Parker. Okay. I don't think it wasn't Rashard Mendenhall yet. Okay. I think it was Willie Parker. Yeah, I don't think it was Mendenhall either. I was just, I'm always And shouts out to Willie Parker, who also disappeared after, like, three yeah. seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, You're number one, Joey. My number one should come as no surprise if uh, the Owens- anybody pays attention. It's the Dolphins. It's the 2007-2008 Dolphins. The Wildcat team. It was just, like, the most exciting thing I've ever seen in professional football. And we've talked about it before, but I'll just highlight the kind of, like, what is known as the Wildcat game where they played the Patriots. I think it was like the third game of the season. Uh, they came in and they whomped the Patriots 38-13. to 13. Ronnie Brown scored every touchdown <laughs> for that team. He threw a touchdown and he rushed for four in different ways. Uh, they did a lot of direct snaps to Ronnie Brown. Um, they did a lot of crazy direct snaps into handoffs to Ricky Williams. They threw Chad Pennington out at receiver. It was just so cool to see more of a college-style offense. Nobody saw it coming. Into the NFL, and it just threw everybody off for a good while. And people started to adapt with it, to it, unfortunately. Um, but for that one year, I was so glad to be a Dolphins fan. And it was Were so cool Were you a Dolphins fan at the time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why were you a Dolphins fan at that time? Um, so growing up, do you guys know those like those old starter jackets? Yeah, yeah. You, just, you just throw them on the giant ones. So growing up, my cousin had a Dolphins one, and then it eventually got handed down to me. And a dolphin has always been one of my favorite animals growing up. And it just so happened that their logo was cool, their colors were cool. So then you just start following them as a little kid, and then you know. Gotcha. So then when I got into football. And I started watching them and paying attention. They weren't that good. They were decent. And then uh, this team came around, and it was fun to watch. It was cool. Always wondered about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you have it, guys. Our top five favorite NFL teams since 2000. We should do this for the NBA. I think it'd be fun. Didn't we do that? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure we did. We we got to look. We got to look back through. But or at least you, last summer, yeah, because it it's change. possible that we've done it. Yeah, we might. Because eh. I talked I'm not about sure if we did it. Because I talked about like the Knicks and the Hornets and the Mavericks. We'd have to look through. I don't remember. Because I, I don't, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we did. I'll look it up. I have a pretty good memory. Tuning his own horn. Nice, Joe. Nice. Sure, you don't want to go into detail on your number one, Chris. <laughs> I'm ready to close the show right Next now. Next week is college football. <laughs> yes. The start of college football. Week zero, Florida versus Miami. I cannot Say week wait. week zero? That's what they call it. Really? Week one is the is August 31st. Week zero is Because they play the on 24th. Thursday? Yeah. It actually starts Saturday this, this week. I mean, this year. There are no Thursday games. I thought there was like two. It, it, usually, it usually starts like Saturday before, but everything I've seen... FBS and FCS games. Joey's like, I don't know yeah. about I'm, that. I, I look through everything. The but first, I think it is. First games are I Saturday. think you might be right because I think it yeah. says it's the 24th. The first game is an FCS game noon on Saturday on the 24th. So, and it's only one game? 
it's four games that day. Two uh, FCS games. Yeah, the Saturday. F- the FBS games are Miami versus Florida at yep. seven, mm-hmm. and then uh, Arizona versus Hawaii at ten. Yeah, and then the following Thursday, I'm high on Hawaii this year. Sure, <laughs> very sure. Take that. Back. All right, we'll we'll keep that clip. Take it back. High on Hawaii. Keep high it. on Hawaii. Jesus That's Christ. <laughs> We're gonna forget. That's a T-shirt. Didn't That's mean a to T-shirt do that. opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Oh God. What, Joe? Anything or no? No, I got, no, I got nothing. I'm so excited. I'm just saying next week we get to talk about college football, week, about college yeah. football games that are Actually, some Yeah, we don't have to do – I mean, we might do a theme, but we we're, there's some talk going around about a seven-footer theme, but – Whoa, spoiler Wait, alert. what, what? Yeah. Anyway. We're, yeah. Not, we're, not, we're not even close to basketball season yet, That's buddy. False. Talk down. That's false. We are close to basketball season. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. – Preseason. We're like two months. What? Like two months. September. I consider October basketball season. To each, oh to each their gosh. own. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. We broke down NFL teams, our favorite. I think San Antonio Holmes is plastic to go first. San Antonio Holmes. It's I time did. to go home, boys. San Antonio Holmes. I'm gonna go San get Antonio s- Holmes. I'm going to go get some sleep. I'll see you guys next week. Remember the 2013 Lions, ladies and gentlemen. The good days. San Antonio. <laughs>